Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Calwart, and this is a space to reconnect to God's truth for your life so you can spiritually fill up and face the demands of each day on His firm foundation. I'm so thankful that you're on this journey with me and pray that today's episode really encourages you. Hello and welcome back to the Soulful Podcast. I hope that you are enjoying your day so far and I'm so thankful that you are here with me today to listen to another powerful testimony from New Age to Jesus. So before we jump into Nancy's story, I wanted to quickly remind you if you have not already reviewed the podcast on either Spotify or Apple, if you could take just five seconds of your time to quickly give the podcast a five-star review, that would be so incredible. These reviews are what help Spotify and Apple to push the podcast out to more people that need to hear these messages. And that really is my hope. And so your contribution makes all the difference. So again, if you can just take a couple seconds to review the podcast, that would be incredible. And I also wanted to note that, you know, these stories of people that I'm interviewing coming out of new age, finding Jesus, completely transforming their lives. You are going to continue to hear these stories and these stories and the testimony that people go through just as I did are no coincidence. And these people who continue to seek the ultimate truth and at the end of the day, find Jesus again, this is happening not by mistake. This is not happening by coincidence. This is happening because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in being in relationship with him. And if you are struggling within your life in any way, shape, or form, then calling out to Jesus, seeking him, just as we discussed in today's episode, you will begin to form a deepened relationship with him and then begin to feel the tangible effects of his power, his love, his mercy within your life. And that is just one of the many benefits of walking this path, this narrow path, finding Jesus, following him, renouncing all the new age practices that used to keep you in these habitual loops. And there truly is only one healer. Again, and that is Jesus. And this is why I'm so passionate about sharing this because of the transformation and the unfolding within my own life, but then just being reminded over and over and over again of others' testimonies coming out of new age practices and then experiencing for the first time in their lives true and lasting healing. And so if you find yourself going to a yoga class, going to a retreat, following spiritual gurus, doing all the manifestation things, and feeling as though it's never enough, like you just always need more, and you're going down almost this rabbit hole, and all of a sudden your day is being taken up by all of these rituals and journaling prompts and what have you to self-actualize and manifest and co-create your reality and all of these things, but yet you feel as though you're spinning your wheels and you're putting a lot of time and energy and money into all of this and still not really feeling the effects or feeling the effects, but there's part of you that's still feeling void or empty. And if that is the case, then likely it's time to try something new, right? To say, okay, well, what is it about all of these people that are finding Jesus and completely transforming their lives, 
why is this happening? Why is it that when you go after God with your whole heart that you begin to feel him seeking and touching your life as well for the first time? And it's just deeply powerful. And you'll definitely hear that again within Nancy's testimony. So Nancy is someone I found on Instagram. We connected there. I just really loved her um, page and her aesthetic and the messages that she was sharing about coming out of new age, sharing her testimony, talking about the importance of deliverance. We talk about all of that in today's episode. So Nancy is a mother of two boys, originally from New York, and now she's residing in the beautiful city of Orlando, Florida. Uh, And as a social media coach, she's helped countless individuals navigate their event planning businesses and build their online presence. So she's a social media coach specializing in the niche of event planning. But what sets her apart is her incredible journey of faith. So today she opens up about her powerful testimony, sharing how she emerged from the world of new age spirituality and found her true calling in following Jesus Christ. Her story is one of redemption, hope, and the true transformative power of God's love. So join us as we explore her experiences, the challenges that she faced, and the profound impact that her faith has had on her life. And the verse that came to mind for this was 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. It becomes a choice to deny our flesh, to no longer indulge in the sins that we have been in, to no longer be like the world, to not conform to the world, but to be renewed in the mind by Jesus Christ. And because of that comes freedom, freedom from the bondage of our sin and our addiction and our traumas and our hurts and our pain. When we invite Jesus into our heart, he makes us new and he begins to work within us to create this really powerful inner healing that nothing else can give you. Because to grow closer to God, you don't need to meditate. You don't need to alter your state of consciousness. You do not need to drink plant medicine. You do not need to go on spiritual retreats. You do not even need to breathe to be closer to God. All you need to do is go into stillness, seek him, pray to him, open up your Bible. As you'll hear again within Nancy's testimony, the Bible is one of the most direct ways that God will speak to you. Ask for him to come to you in your dreams. Ask for the Holy Spirit to come upon you, to fill you, to give you revelation. This is what it takes, you know, fasting, praying in tongues, reading the Bible, Truly, going back to the basics is all you need to grow closer to God and to become renewed at all levels through Christ. So get ready to be inspired, encouraged, and reminded of the incredible power of God's grace in today's episode with Nancy. Enjoy. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. So great to have you here today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. So I found you on Instagram. I found your page and I started scrolling through some of your posts and I was like, Ooh, this is good. You're sharing a lot on your testimony, finding Jesus coming out of the new age and what that looked like for you and, uh, where you're at now within your journey. So I would love to just have you start with 
first, before we dive into your testimony, what you do on Instagram and uh, the work that you do on a daily basis. Awesome. So on Instagram, I am currently just sharing Christian content on my personal Instagram. Aside from that, I'm still diving into the whole Instagram thing. I'm doing social media coaching. Um, I pretty much do it for the event industry, but I do have other people who kind of reach out to me who need assistance in social media. So that's pretty much what I do. I'm coaching the social media um, to anyone in the event industry. I used to do event planning and I went from not wanting to do event planning anymore to like, Lord, how can I still utilize my gifts? and not feel like I'm being ungrateful. Like I struggled with that for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I was in prayer one day and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It was like, you should teach, you should teach. And I'm like, this can absolutely work. Like me helping other people or teach people what I know. Um, So that's how I got into that. But that's pretty much what I do. It's all social media at home. And then of course, on my personal page, I'm just sharing Christian content. Yeah. And I find your content really inspiring and I love your aesthetic, like that minimalist aesthetic that you have is totally my vibe. So it's really cool. (laughs) I'll um, link Nancy's socials within the description, the show notes. So be sure to check her out. And so your testimony, so how did you get into the new age and Mm -hmm. how did Jesus save you out of the new age? This is so good. So I want to start by sharing that I grew up seeing my grandmother, who was Christian, going to church. Um, I would go with her every Sunday and sometimes on other nights as well. At 16, my mother introduced me to psychics. I went through what I recall um, a really bad breakup, and she wanted to give me a sense of peace. And I do like the quotations peace. Um, And getting on like the idea of what my near future holds for me to kind of make me feel better, right? That was like my mom's way of like, let me show you that there's something better for you. Like I can guarantee you, let me take you here. This woman can tell you what's going to happen or what this, this is what's going on with this situation. Um, So let's just put it like this. This was already an open door for the enemy, right? And around 25, I started exploring all things new age. I was looking for what I thought was peace. Um, I was very independent. And that led me to always wanting and feeling in control. So there were practices in new age that made me feel in control. I was in control of my thoughts. And I was in control of what happened in my life. Or so I thought, right? Um, I started going deeper into this, watching YouTube, all types of videos for, from law of attraction, manifestation. This started leading me to do other things or exploring other things based on what I was watching in these videos. So I began using sage. I began believing that I can get rid of evil spirits and cleanse my mind. Um, I purchased specific crystals and, and just found myself going down like this rabbit hole. When I moved to Florida, I started my own online business seeing, well, I was basically selling all types of new age products, but I was seeing all these things that I could potentially make money from, but also tap into, right? So I started selling different online, different products online that had to do with new age. And that's basically how I started, like from where I started to where I'm at, to where I was like before I found Jesus. 
right? Um, but yeah, that's basically I, how. <laughs> I love the piece that you uh, yeah. pointed out around control. I think so many people that fall into the new age, they come from a background of trauma and loss and disruption within their family life. And so having that sense that false illusion and sense of control through manifestation and co-creating yeah. your reality and all of these things, it it really does give you that sense of validation and comfort, but it absolutely is completely false validation and comfort and control. And absolutely. most people who do the law of attraction, do all of these things. They're doing all of these rituals and affirmations and automatic writing prompts. And what's hilarious is they're doing these every single day and getting nowhere, like seeing no results uh, or see very mm. slow results in their life. But they see all of these spiritual gurus like the manifestation babe and others promoting mm. these different tools and practices and promising results. And so they just stay hooked and buying more and just investing in so much time, energy, uh, and something that really is yeah. not going to help them. So that was me. I was actually that girl who was promoting all of this on social media. I actually hosted my own manifestation workshops and I had people pay me to attend. And I believed it for myself. Like I believed what I was teaching there and what I was showing people. Um, I believe that it worked. I was believing in all of this. And I even created affirmation journals that I was selling on Amazon. I was selling affirmation journals. I was selling manifestation journals. And I was teaching people how to write all of these things on paper to make it come true, right? Let's manifest. Let's write this down. Let's do all these things that um, are essentially going to bring us what we want, right? There goes the control again, believing that we can create our own reality. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, we believe it's the desires that God put in our hearts, but it's not, it's deception coming from the enemy because being in that mm -hmm. place of manif manifestation and co-creation, you're trying to heal your body, call in love, call in money. and a lot of times it's very self-serving. Yep. You're, you know, becoming your own idol, essentially self-idolizing yourself. And it's, it consumes all of your thoughts because I was the exact same way. Like I did all the yeah. manifestation things for over a decade and, um, to a point it did work. So I was able to manifest some things into mm -hmm. my life that, I really couldn't explain, uh, but a lot of people don't realize mm -hmm. that the devil can give you gifts just like God can, and yeah. the enemy will use that to keep you hooked. Like, see, it is working, uh, but again, it will right. only work to a certain extent. And that's so good because this is kind of like where I started, where I started sharing my testimony. I was letting people know, like, there are two sources of supernatural power in the world, Right. So there's God and Satan. And when you call upon a power that doesn't come from God, you are opening the door for Satan to come right into your life and you're giving him legal rights to attack you, right? So while I was doing all these things that I thought were bringing me all sense of peace or what I thought could bring me sense of peace, I was still struggling with other things during that time that I couldn't explain. Like, why are these, why are these thoughts coming to me? Why, why am I having 
these depressive thoughts. Like I'm supposed to be doing all these things to bring me happiness, but instead I was going through other things that weren't like peaceful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think many people can relate to that. It's like, especially when you're chasing money and success and respect Mm -hmm. and all of those things, yet you are still left feeling empty, anxious, depressed. I can completely relate to that. Mm -hmm. And though the enemy was giving me gifts with money, for example, at the same time, he was attacking my health, my physical health. And Mm -hmm. I was having all these crazy autoimmune flares and I was the sickest I've ever been in my life. And all of that was coming from the enemy because of those doors that I opened. So this brings me into my next question. How are those spiritual doors opened through the practices like manifestation and yoga and angel cards and astrology and all of these new age tools that people use for healing? Just a quick break to let you know that this show is completely listener sponsored. So if you feel called support the soul for production and outreach, you can now donate to the show on Patreon or Venmo. But leaving a five-star review also counts as a contribution if you cannot get financially right now. So I'm going to leave the links within the show notes to do so. And truly your support means so much. Okay. So I personally never practiced yoga, although I did attempt to join like this local yoga group activity thing. It never went through. Um, but I myself, like I said, I hosted the manifestation workshops. But I do want to say, like, for example, as I mentioned before, this doing these things is an open door because we are not relying on God to bring this, you know, these things that we're looking for, right? We want, um, we want joy, we want peace, we want financial freedom, and all of these things we can gain, you know, that is our portion from the Lord. But when we seek what's not God, when we seek anything that we seek through other powers, it's not God, right? So if I'm saging, for example, um, I'm going to a source that's not the Holy Spirit. I'm going to a source that's not God. I'm saging and I'm asking for protection. I'm, I'm saging my room and asking for cleansing. And I want to cleanse out these evil spirits. And that is now entering into witchcraft because I'm literally asking what's not God or the Holy Spirit to do these things. And I'm using a tool to do that. So I mentioned this in my video before that um, you can now find witchcraft kits that have sages in them. And it literally says witchcraft kits. kits, um, And they'll have sage bundles inside. So I wouldn't sage obviously anymore, but before I would look at that as a way to I, anytime, even if I were to get into like an argument or something with someone, I'm like, let me sage, let me sage myself. Let me sage and cleanse myself so I can feel better. And, you know, obviously that's not what I do now, but before I really believed that I was doing something like I was creating this, uh, this result by saging. And that's not the case. Yeah, I was actually opening the door for the enemy. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's such a great point. And in indigenous cultures, using things like sage and Palo Santo, they're actually used to invoke deities or ancestors or spirit guides into their spaces. And so 
that is an open door that can invite in any spirit to come in. And a lot of people don't realize that um, demonic possession, I've talked about this in the past, it can show up very subtly or Mm -hmm. where you're inviting in an entity, a demon, and now it's in your home, for example, and it can torment you and haunt you in different ways. And um, yeah, that's, it's so real. And I think people, especially Christians need to really open up to this. Yeah. And that's why I said it's when you do these things, you are opening the door for the enemy. You're giving the enemy legal rights to come in to your home and attack you because you open that door. So any of these things that you're not or shouldn't be doing and you do it, you again, you're not relying on the Holy Spirit for you're not relying on the Lord. You're asking someone else. And who is that someone else? Right. So I think that that's sometimes hard for people to believe. Um, they want to see the prettiness in it because sage bundles can look pretty. I sold a, a bunch of pretty bundles with some flowers and rose petals, and they just dress it up really pretty and it makes it attractive, right? Um, but new age practices are exhausting to maintain and it's very works based. Um, so it is a relief to just be done with all of it. <laughs> yeah. So, what finally woke you up to, okay, this is not from God. Uh, This is actually causing destruction in my life. This is not leading me down the path I want to go. What led you to that realization? So at first, what led me there was finding Jesus, because when I knew that, again, I wanted to find peace. I wanted to find happiness. I wanted to, it's like you go down this rabbit hole of trying to find like the answers or like, you know, what's my purpose? And all of these things. And I was practicing or doing all of these things like crystals and saging and writing things down because I wanted to live this healthy girl lifestyle. And it was a trend and all these people were doing all these things. And I'm like, oh, maybe this can work for me. So when I finally um, went through a situation, actually, I went through a, a family situation that was pretty much bringing me to my knees. I always knew of God, like I mentioned earlier on, but I didn't seek a personal relationship with him. This situation that I was going through brought me to a place where I wanted to seek him personally. Um, So I didn't need to rely on the new age items. It's like, I knew that they didn't have the power. These things that I was doing did not have the power, like the power of Jesus Christ. I needed a miracle at that time. And I knew there was only one source that can bring me that, right? Not a sage stick, not a Palo Santo, no crystal can heal me from this pain. It was just him and I, and I started going to church more. Um, I started going to church here where I live and sermons weren't just motivation for me anymore. Um, They really just became more of like feeding me and feeding my soul And I had my first encounter with him, with the Lord um, in a dream. And that really was the shift for me where I was like, whoa, okay, I'm craving God's word now. And every time I read the Bible, I felt like he was speaking to me personally. So that started giving me that just, I didn't have a taste for all of these other things because I'm like, the true power is here. you know, the true happiness and the true peace is coming from him. Like I I didn't need those things anymore. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many people I've heard so many testimonies of people saying, once you experience the peace of Jesus Christ, once you actually have a relationship with him, grown intimacy with him, that is that, that peace and the love and that feeling of being held and guided in life it does not compare. It doesn't even compare to all of the new age BS that we're being sold. And, you know, the new age industry is, it has to be like a million dollar industry, you know, wrapped into mindfulness and self-care and people, they do, they spend so much time and energy and resources going on all of these retreats. And again, trying to heal themselves mentally, emotionally, physically, when the true healer has been there all along and to access him is as simple as allowing him to enter into your heart. I love that you said that because um, that was actually one of like, as of recently, these last few days, I've just been, when I'm in prayer, of course, um, sorry, when I'm in prayer, of course, I've just been asking the Lord, you know, just talking to him. And I remember saying one of these days that just went by, I was like, wow, it's so beautiful that we get to really just connect to the Lord by going into our secret place and just praying. Like there's like, I really get to meet you right here. Like I really get to speak to you and, and see and feel your presence just by doing this. Like what? Like we have that access. Like that's just so beautiful. It just makes me think about like when I'm praying and I'm on my knees, I just imagine like, imagine him right in front of you on his throne. And you just speaking to him. And that's exactly what it feels like. And it's just so beautiful that we all have access to that, right? Like we can really just seek him that way. Yeah. It, the simplicity of it is such a blessing. You don't need plant medicine. You don't need crazy meditation uh, journeys. You don't need any of that stuff in order to access him. And yeah, it is. it truly is such a blessing. It is. And as I mentioned before, like new age practices are exhausting because it is all based off of works. Like I felt like I, okay, if I wake up, I have to sage. If I wake up now, I have to go into meditation. Uh, now I have to do this. Now I have to do that. All these steps. Right. And now when I wake up, it's like, I, I can't wait to go into prayer. Like I wake up and I'm like, I want to talk to him first. Like I just had this dream or I want to share this with him. Like, that's how I feel now. That's my relationship with the Lord. Like I can't wait to get on my knees and pray and just talk to him, right? Sometimes I'm just there quiet and then I'll talk to him. So it's just so beautiful that that's, it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's not works. No. And when you really seek him, uh, he will start speaking to you. I think that so many people come from very dry religion uh, or they've been hurt by the church or even grew up in like a cult. For example, I've known this to be true of some people that was called Christianity, but in reality, it was not. Uh, And so many people have been wounded by these experiences and it's left a bad taste in their mouth. And then because of that, they think in order to reach God, in order to have true spiritual connection with him, they need to do all of these crazy new age things like the Buddhists do and the Hindus, but you don't need to do those things. Uh, And (laughs) it truly is um, about seeking him first. And then that relationship and that spiritual fulfillment will come because I've had spiritual experiences with him that involved 
never altering my state of consciousness or saging or crystals or energy healing, but just me and him through prayer that have been more impactful and more shifting in my life than anything that I have ever experienced within the new age. And what's so beautiful is that that healing can come in an instant as well. You know, I think there's some people struggling, for example, with anxiety right now and thinking that, oh, if I just do more yoga, if I just meditate more, if I just do X, Y, and Z, then I'll be able to heal my anxiety. But it's like a drug. It gives them like a quick fix, like a quick um, piece of, oh, I feel content now. I feel grounded. And then it quickly fades away where with Jesus, it's that everlasting peace that you can't even describe with words and that anxiety that many people have healed within an instant, all of those things, of course, we're human, like that's going to come and go. uh, But that's definitely something I've also noticed within the new age. Yeah, for sure. Like, especially for me, when I was doing new age, like you said, I can relate to that quick fix kind of thing because it was also kind of like addicting, like, oh, I need to go home and sage. Like, I'm just not feeling good. And now I'm just like, I don't need to go home and pray. Like, I can seek Jesus wherever. I can seek the Lord wherever I am, whether that's in the car, if I'm in a public place, I'll just close my eyes, Lord, and I'll just yes. pray right there and then. And it's like, it really doesn't take all of these works and what people tend to believe when it comes to Christianity, like, oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. No, it's really just a personal relationship with the Lord. And that suffice, like that love and that joy that we receive from just having that relationship with him is enough. Absolutely. And you slowly lost your taste for all things new age. Once you formed that connection with Jesus, um, for me, I was convicted lovingly by the Holy spirit. Cause I was like half in the church, half in new age mm. still. And that conviction just got stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where like I had to be in obedience. Uh, so it comes through differently for everyone, that path. And I will say though, the, I had a supernatural experience with the Holy spirit where all of a sudden within my heart, something shifted and all of those old new age things that I used to do and was attracted to. It's like, I completely lost my desire for it. And not only that, but I had a disdain for those practices. Is that something that you could relate to? Yeah. I just didn't have, like you said, I didn't have a desire for it. I remember I still have products um, that I was selling. And this was when I was, I had already found the Lord. I was seeking him. It was in the very beginning of my walk. And I remember saying like, I don't want to sell these items anymore. And it was a really tough situation because I was going through a financial hardship and it was, you either are going to let this go. And now you have to lean on the Lord and trust that he will provide, or you're going to keep seeking the Lord and think that you can dabble into this as well. And the reason I mentioned dabble into because at this point, not only did I now have this online boutique, but I was invited to own a certain part of a space, a boutique. So now I have my items physically somewhere. And I was like, oh boy, what do I do? And I remember there was, I can't quote the scripture, but I remember talking to a friend and she was just like, in the Bible, it says like, you just have to leave everything behind and not look back. And I was like, I'm going to be obedient to that. And I did. I just like, let it go. I stopped. I was like, I'm going to get my items out of the boutique. 
I'm not going to do this anymore. I changed my bio on the Instagram and for the boutique. And I was like, not selling items anymore. And I was just obedient. Like I didn't even want to sell it. I felt silly explaining saging when now I knew the truth. Right. Exactly. So I didn't want to do that anymore. Like you said, I, it was just that I don't want to even touch this. Like I want to get rid of everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. Like I purged everything out of my house, even like Mm -hmm. old crystals that I had, old new age books. Like I got rid of it all and it felt so good to get rid of it. And it it is, it's really important to remove that stuff from your house because people don't realize that it can still be um, an open door. Even if in your mind, you've made that decision that you're over it. It's almost like having false idols all over your house, essentially. Oh yeah, for sure. I just, I had a situation where um, I was like feeling I was home and I was like, I feel like there's just still something here. And I felt like there was still things that I needed to get rid of, you know, because sometimes we like to put things in our drawers or we'll put something in the closet. Right. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, lead me, reveal to me what it is that I still have here that I need to get rid of because I don't want to have an open door to the, to the enemy. I don't want to give the enemy legal rights to come into this home. And it's deep. It, you know, it gets deeper than that. But, you know, I went around the house and I found even something as small as a evil eye kind of like ring inside my drawer. And I was like, ah, and then it was a book of yoga that I never used. And I was like, this too. <laughs> I was like, this has to go too. And it was little things or things that I found around my home that I was like, this is what I felt was still here. Like the Holy Spirit was still, you know, allowing me to feel like, okay, girl, you got to get rid of some more stuff. Come on. Yes. Let's get it together. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's Good. what I did. And, and yeah, those evil eyes are so popular. Like they're so trendy and I see them on women's necklaces and it's frightening that people are walking mm-hmm. around with those um, because it essentially is... Uh, an open portal and it's a sign um, of witchcraft, something ancient Pharaoh. I can't remember the exact definition of what it is, but yeah, a lot of people have those and are wearing them. Yeah. And I was, I, like I said, I I was selling them. I was selling evil eye bracelets. And I believed that if the evil eye bracelet was on my left hand, that it was a form of protection. And it was like, you got to put it on your left you got to put it on your left wrist. You have to do it that way. That's the only way you'll be protected. And now I'm like, when my kids walk out the door, I'm like, I plead the blood of Jesus over you. That's how we, you know, that's how we declare protection. Um, Not a bracelet, not an evil eye. And, you know, if, if you feel like someone is wishing bad on you, then pray about it. Pray about that. Like, Lord, you know, I feel like this person is wishing bad on me or just declare, I declare that anyone who is wishing bad upon me. I cancel all of those spoken word curses. You know, those are, those are the benefits. Like that's what we get to do as believers. Like we don't have to wear anything. We don't have to wear anything for protection. We can declare with our mouth, you know, what it is that we are asking the Lord for. Yeah. Words are so powerful. (laughs) They truly are. And so what did your deliverance uh, look like through all of this? Oh, that's so good. So I was very uh, skeptical about deliverance at first. I was like, I, I was watching it and I grew up seeing something similar to that. Again, I didn't really understand when I was younger. 
So being older um, and obviously knowing the Lord now, I was like, okay, I can't just believe one part of the Bible. Like, <laughs> you know, this is, this is real. And even though I was skeptical about it, I was like, I still want to explore it. And, you know, again, it's in the Bible and I didn't want to just believe one part of the Bible. I knew that I had to really just start digging deeper and I was reading about it and I would read scriptures about it. And I remember my sister introducing me to someone. She was like, Hey, this person did my deliverance virtually. Um, you should speak with her. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. And I never sent the email and she followed up with me. She was like, did you send the email? And I was like, no, not yet. <laughs> and then I was like, why don't I, why do I not want to send this email? And really it's because the enemy doesn't want you to be free. You know, they don't, he does not want you to be free. So I eventually reached out to her. And during my first deliverance, I was, like I said, skeptical. And you can actually tell, um, she actually let me know after she was like, were you a little, like, you didn't really believe. And I was like, yeah, yeah. but, um, I went through deliverance and just just so that, you know, for whoever doesn't understand deliverance is, you know, she was casting out demons that essentially I had from all these open doors from generations and all the way back to my mother and father, right? Just the things that they did that opened the door to me. Um, those were things that we renounced and we went through the deliverance session, casting out the demons that needed to be casted out. And it really just brought freedom. And after that, it was just like, I felt free. Mm. I felt so free. I felt like a different person. Wow. That's incredible. And so how has your life changed since coming from the new age to just fully going in for Jesus Christ and committing your life to him? So my life has been amazing in the sense of like that joy because let me let me go back a little bit it's not amazing in the sense where I'm like I'm always so happy you know like I'm never going through anything no like there are things that I go through there are struggles but it's so beautiful to know that I can lean on the Lord whenever those times come because they do come Mm -hmm. (laughs) they do come and and I do have these situations where I I can feel like the enemy is trying to whisper something in my ear and then I'll go into prayer. Or if I ever feel like, okay, I feel myself like not moving backwards, but more so like I feel myself falling into maybe like a behavior that I've seen before, because when it comes to deliverance, we have to maintain it. Right. So, you know, we have to maintain it and it's maintaining it, meaning like staying out of sin and doing the things that you know, essentially we got delivered from not doing the things that we got delivered from. So, you know, I go through things, but now I lean on the Lord. I am able to also minister to other people. And that brings me so much joy as well. Like just sharing his word or praying for someone. Now people know like people who are not Christians uh, or they believe, but they're not Christian, right? Like they're like, I believe in God. They even come to me still like, can you pray for me? And it's like, even they know like the power that Jesus Christ has, like, you know, so it's like, I love that I'm able to do that. There are so many times now in my life, uh, now in this walk that I'm just able to go straight to him 
and speak to him about everything and anything. So it's not perfect. My, my walk is not perfect. My life is not perfect, but he is. And his word is just so perfect. And in everything that he brings to this home, to my, to my life is just beautiful. Mm. So I love the Lord. And I'm just so happy that I was able to seek true happiness and true peace. And that comes from him. (laughs) Beautiful. And did you experience, because something I experienced was a lot of spiritual warfare after I denounced Mm. all the new age stuff. And now, of course, I'm more aware of it. And I can really, like you say, pray in that moment, um, Mm -hmm. tune in and to the Holy Spirit to help me with those prayers and to give me a discernment and wisdom. Is that something that you went through? Oh yeah. I'm still every now and then I'm, here's the thing. This is what I, this is how I like to break it down. If you are on the enemy's side, then you're not going to be attacked when you are on his side, then yeah, you won't be attacked when you have a purpose and a calling on your life that makes him really angry. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh, you know, like, you were here before you were here with me. Uh, this is how I break it down to anyone. Like I, I this is how I speak. So it's like, yeah. I kind of break down the Bible that way, but it's yeah. like, you were, you used to be on my side. Like, uh, uh-uh, we're, we're going to try to like, get you upset. I'm going to, I'm going to trigger you. I'm going to bring situations that used to trigger you. And that's an attack, right? That, that is an attack when you go through things like that. It's not necessarily like a witch in your house, right? Like it's, when we, when we say attack, we mean like there are certain things that try to, that comes to our minds. That's the enemy trying to attack you. So yes, spiritual warfare has happened to me. It's, it still goes on every now and then, but also I have to remember that doors open, right. In certain situations. So that's why we have to be careful and protect our ears, our ear gates, our eye gates, because that also can lead into like an open door. And now you're spiritually attacked and you're like, Oh, I know why, (laughs) you know, because I overheard this or I tapped into maybe a little bit of gossip. And that is definitely a way to give the enemy legal rights to attack you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Gossip, (laughs) resentment, bitterness, anger, all those emotions, but then we're coming into the Halloween season and so like scary movies and certain music and uh, partaking in Halloween, all of those things can also be an open door. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was something that I used to celebrate with my kids was like Halloween. And I'm still, I'm the first person to say like, I'm still learning a lot on this walk and I'm still learning, not necessarily the do's and don'ts, but not because I want to, oh, I want to just, what is it to be a Christian? What do I have to do? What do I, what do I not do? No, I want to do this because I don't want to be attacked like spiritually. I don't want to go through anything that I used to go through mentally, right? Like all these things that I don't want to open the door for It's not works as far as like, I'm a Christian. So now I can't do this. It's more so like, I don't even want to touch that. Like, no, I don't want to go through what happens if I do. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what, that's what it comes down to for me. So I'm still learning. And, you know, this is, this is going to be the first year that I don't let the kids like dress up and go out for Halloween and get candy um, because they dress it up so pretty like that. Right. They make it seem like it's this, this fun thing to do, but I'm just now I'm learning like, okay, we, we can't do that. 
And it's more so because we don't want to participate in that. Yes, absolutely. And when you know the true history and meaning of it, I think that becomes really easy. And uh, again, that Holy Spirit, he will give you discernment and wisdom Mm -hmm. towards uh, the holiday. But uh, for example, I personally knew people from when I was really deep in the new age that on Halloween would literally put on witches hats and use a crystal ball and cast spells like on Halloween. And they would post about it on social media, like it was cool and trendy. And that's really scary to me. Um, And, you know, that's really the energy that people are working with. And there are many witches and warlocks that they and Satanists that those are the types of things that they're doing on Halloween. When you're out with your kids, just having a grand old time collecting candy, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Yeah. And like I said, I'm still learning a lot. And now I'm just like, okay, we're not going to participate in this. And I'm still finding ways to teach the kids like why, why we don't do this, right? Like finding the words to because sometimes we have to put it into words that they understand for them to understand. Because it's like, we're not going to go get candy. What? Mm -hmm. We're not going to put on a costume. What? So. I know. And like our church, I know they do like a game night, for example, on that day instead or around that date for kids. So, I mean, there's other ways to still have fun um, that aren't, you know, participating in that holiday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Amazing. So is there anything else that you're being called to share around your testimony? Um. No, I think that we pretty much covered everything. I would just, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. I don't think I have anything else to share. I just want whoever's listening to know that God wants your whole heart. Um, and just to, you have access to the word yourself. You don't have to go by what I'm saying here on this podcast, Right. You have access to the word yourself. You can read the Bible and God will speak to you through his word. Yeah, absolutely. When you start really seeking him, he will seek you and you will feel that close relationship. And again, I think so many of us, especially women, we get into it because we are seeking that deeper spiritual connection and fulfillment and happiness, Mm -hmm. love, healing, and we're just looking for it in the wrong places. And sometimes we just, we just don't realize that like we're ignorant to it because it, again, we're on social media, it's trending, it looks cool. It's working for my Mm friends. So maybe it'll work for (laughs) me too. And it's just easy to fall into it. You go into it with really innocent intentions and curiosity But then soon you feel that you're just complete bondage to it. And uh, absolutely, you will not feel that when you turn to Jesus or turn back to Jesus and begin that process of uh, renouncing all things new age. Yes, absolutely. And I just want to share that if, if that's okay, I want to share yeah. that if you did want to go through deliverance, like that's something that we can also share a resource for. I can provide the information for that as well. If that's something someone wants to do virtually, there's someone who can provide that for you. I mean, at the end of the day, we can seek deliverance with the Lord. But if, you know, if you wanted to go through the renunciations or understand that, 
you know, there's resources for that as well. And I can also provide that. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I think it is so needed because there are a lot of churches, they don't talk about deliverance. They don't talk about some of these deeper spiritual entanglements that people get themselves into, but it's so needed. And so I love that there's that resource that people can now tap into and do it virtually. So absolutely. I would love that connection and I'll leave it in the show notes. (laughs) Good. All right, Nancy. Well, your story is so inspirational. And again, I hope that everyone connects with you, uh, follows your journey and the content you're sharing because it's very uplifting and again, aesthetically pleasing. And I just love that <laughs> what you're doing and Glory how, to God. yeah, how God has worked in your life. It's just, yeah, incredible. Amazing. Praise God. He's so good. And I'm just, you know, grateful that I'm able to use my voice to do this. Whereas before I was just using it to share all things, you know, that were not of God. So glory to God and praise him for this opportunity. And thank you so much for letting me be here with you to speak on this. You're doing amazing things. And I'm just so grateful to be a part of something like this. It's beautiful. Yes. Thank you, Nancy. If you felt uplifted, encouraged, and supported by today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you could leave a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify. Your reviews help these messages reach more people that need to hear his truth. And if we're not already connected, you can find me on Instagram at Sam underscore Calor. I would love to say hi and hear from you in the DMs.